Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. seen anything like that now let's head to the first tee this guy's pretty good and here's your host jeff kolpak man i could get used to this another full house here in the golf show studios the golf show coming to you on 740 the fan 107.3 fm on that dial 740thefan.com is the web address the show coming to you from the gunnerson jeweler studio like i said it's a packed in here again i'll get to that in a little bit Later in the show, we're going to introduce you to a six-year-old golfing champion. Yes, six years old. Uh, the young young man went, the young kid went down to Missouri and won a tournament. And uh, so we'll dial in with that later on. The Red River Am Golf Tournament is this weekend at the Moorhead Country Club. Always a great time. Sunday, go out there Sunday afternoon. You'll see some great final round action. And uh, and we'll check in with Stacey Anderson. WDY TV once again is is broadcasting on the extra. I'll be part of that. Uh, production on Friday. It's on Friday and then today and, and, and Sunday. So check it on the uh, WDY Extra. But first, like I said, we are uh, last week we had uh, my Sand Greens tour and we were packed in here. And today we are going to talk about the Zebra Open and all it benefits uh, with this community. Um, Rock Messerschmidt, who I think you invented Bell Bank. So, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, Chris Mapes from uh, Dare to Stand Out, and Ryan Gellner from Dare to Stand Out, and a referee. So two stones uh, with one throw there. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Very good. Good. I don't know where to start. Where do we start with this? Uh, the Zebra opens in its third year, and maybe we go there. Uh, it was originally started by Chris Heisey. we got to give a shout-out to Chris for yep. really getting that going. But it was referees and officials bonding together for a great cause. And that's, yeah, go ahead. No, that's right. I mean, the Red River Valley Official Association used to do an annual outing. Mm-hmm. And uh, three years ago, um, Chris kind of started it. Um, we, we wanted to help officials that were having uh, family mm-hmm. issues yep. with children and health and everything else. And we had the, the zebra open. We started out at Maple River, mm-hmm. and the first year, uh, Dave Clunt's daughter uh, was the beneficiary of that, and the family, great family. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we had um, uh, Alex Gullingsrud, uh, the Gullingsrud family, and actually Alex and Mike and his family are coming down this year again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex was eight years old and diagnosed with cancer, um, and they eventually had to amp- – he went through all the – chemo and radiation and everything, and they ended up amputating his leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, he will be back this year. Al- matter of fact, Alex was just named the 2023 USA Disabled Player of the Year, oh, wow. which is pretty cool. And that he's going to come down and hit the first shot again this yeah, year. Yeah, good for him. So, And, and so this year, uh, Dare to Stand Out is the organization, I think, that is the target and, and, and really, I think, the awareness. So, Chris, so let's just go with you, uh, your role and, and what you do with Dare to Stand Out. So we started Dare to Stand Out last year, um, kind of in response to my to my brother's passing, uh, okay. which was very unexpected. He mm-hmm. was uh, born with spina bifida, so he spent most of his life um, in a wheelchair. Uh, was a was the first um, disabled student to graduate from the Golf Academy of, uh, Golf Academy of America in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So he um, 
loved golf. He was a golf instructor. He, you know, looked for ways that he could uh, overcome his disability to kind of show the uh, the love that he had for the game and also the passion he had for sports and life. Um, so when he passed, we were looking for a way to kind of continue what he had been uh, what he had been doing mm-hmm. and had come up with this to uh, to start this organization, uh, which really focuses on adaptive sports, um, you know, allowing people to uh, do things that they may not have been able to do in the past yeah. and just kind of make things easier for them to uh, to do those. Yep. And it's DARE. It's D-A-R-E, the number two, stand out. And it's dare to stand out dot com is dot org. Dot org. Yep. Dare to, the number two, stand out. For all you Google Googlers out there, that's what you do. So, <laughs> Mr. Gellner, no st- no stranger to the microphone here. Hello, sir. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Great to be in here. Yeah, yeah. So give me your thoughts on, on this whole, because um, like I say, as a referee, and, and, and you've seen both sides of this, and, and now you're part of this organization, uh, your thoughts on this whole spiel. By the way, we got to make sure, that's this Wednesday at uh, registration 1030, shotgun start 1130, it's at Maple River. And uh, you have something at Haggy's right afterward, Haggy's Bar and Grill in Mapleton? Yes. So, okay. So, anyway. We're going to have social. We have a live auction. Okay. And there'll be some food, yep. uh, a free will offering. And then I'll let you talk about your friend Matt Ockery coming yeah. in. Yeah, and then Matt Ockery, who many of you uh, know if you've been around the music scene anytime in the past 15, 20 years in Fargo, mm-hmm. um, he's going to come out and play for us for the night. So, um, if you haven't seen Matt uh, play by himself – it's phenomenal. He's even, you know, he's, he's fantastic in the in the band, but um, solo, it's fantastic. So it'll be a great night uh, for a great cause, and should be a lot of fun. Yep. What, what do you think, Ryan? Referees uh, love yeah. referees love to give back. They uh-huh. they love competition, yep. and uh, this is a perfect marriage between these two. Rock nailed it the last couple of years. Uh, referees have had uh, this golf tournament to be able to give back. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, maybe unfortunately. Let's go with fortunately, this year, there is nothing to give back to. Referees' families have been healthy. We don't know of anything locally going on. So when Dare to Stand Out came around and we started talking about this, it seemed like the perfect fit, and it is really a nice fit. Dare to Stand Out is helping folks all across the region to be able to to play games, to be able to be athletic, to be able to be in the community where maybe just a couple of years ago they were not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very fortunate that I get the opportunity to be a referee, but also to uh, work for this this group, Dare to Stand Out. And it, like I said, it's the perfect marriage because it's something to play for, but it really is just giving back to the community and, and being able to watch other people benefit from the things that Dare to Stand Out has done and the things that we continue to do. Well, first of all, as a sports writer, I got to thank referees because without you guys, I have nothing to cover, <laughs> you know, and there's no games. I mean, let's just go at its basics. So, hey, appreciate me. And, and we need referees. I mean, it, it's still the, need referees. We'll always they, need referees. Done, they've done a better job of getting younger people involved, but right. there's a major need. Right. And and so first and, and then number two, I, I just uh, there's a certain give back attitude, I think, just because you're not making a ton of money refereeing. It, it, there's a. There's a give back quality to you guys, what you do, you guys and gals, yeah. in, in 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 making sure that our kids have fair and equitable competition. So, like Ryan, you're right; it is a perfect marriage on on that. And so, 
Um, and you continue to referee, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out there. Uh, three different sports, basketball, uh, fast pitch softball, and uh, football, mm-hmm. which is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, continue to give back uh, in the athletic circle and then uh, continue to give back through through some of these organizations as well. Miss it, Rock? Uh, it's been, I what, did, six, eight years, right? It's been eight, actually, and uh, a knee uh, knee replacement kind of ended that. But I, I put 35 years in yep. high school and college basketball. I did another nine years of football. So. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, uh, give me, each of you, your your best referee story, your most memorable referee story over the years. <laughs> I, I know, you know, there's always the, the, the fans get on you, and, and you can't have rabbit ears, and, and I get that. But there's got to be some funny stories over the years, and, and – you know, I, I I know a bunch of referees, and it's you guys are your own fraternity, I think, if you will. Oh, there's so many of them, yeah. <laughs> and there's you know I I wasn't a a big uh, technical guy. I always thought if you teed somebody up, you, things got a little bit out of mm-hmm. control, and mm-hmm. I didn't try to I tried to talk my way out of it or through it. But there was a couple of ejections. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a game at uh, Valley City State. Uh, I think it was with Mike Colness who's playing in the tournament. I think the other one was Dave Clunt, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike had teed up the Minot coach, Minot State coach, earlier in the <laughs> in the first half, and we kind of talked at halftime if she doesn't get back in line. They were favored to win, and yep. Valley City was pummeling, I think, by twenty. And there was a tip ball out of bounds right in front of me on the baseline on on the Minot State end, and and. Uh, it it was obviously going the other way, and she came down to the end of the uh, baseline and gave me the goggles, <laughs> and, and so we ejected her. And I still remember her leaving, walking across the court, and the play-by-play or the uh, person the person on the music at Valley City State started playing "Hit the Road Jack" and she walked across the floor. I still have that memory. Yeah, Ryan, give me your best. Um, uh, maybe a local one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of inside the game, there was a uh, West Fargo girls basketball coach that is no longer here, mm-hmm. um, and her and I got along great, um, but she was pretty notorious for, for always yelling, traveling, <laughs> every time down the floor, travel, 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 travel. And uh, so this this has gone on and on, and I, I think it's, it's probably a West Fargo blowout at this point, <laughs> but I'm standing in front of her, and um, she... You know, goes travel, and then she turns around. She's like, Ryan, that, that's three seconds. That's three seconds. She's in the lane. It's three seconds. And I said, Coach, I'm not watching that. I'm just looking for traveling. <laughs> and she turned to me, and she said, what? And I said, you asked for traveling every time. That's all I'm looking for. Awesome. Uh, but but it's those relationships. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it really is. Yeah. And, and to go one beyond that, you know, there is a lot of heat during games, But and Rock can attest to this. The athletes and the coaches that you develop lifelong friendships with, and some of the parents will never know this, some of the fans will never know this, mm-hmm. but those athletes and those coaches that will, you know, you'll see each other five years later, ten years later, and you will strike up this conversation based upon this simple game that, sure. that we were all a part of yep. is really, really a cool and rewarding part of all of it. There's this. a certain mutual respect there. Yeah, for sure. sure. Absolutely. And the last year, two years with the with the Zebra Open, uh, we've had ADs and coaches yep. and yeah. uh, former old, you know, retired officials, new officials. It's been a really great turnout the last yep. – this, even this year, I think we're up to 26, 27 teams right now. So. Right. Ryan Gellner, Rock Messerschmitt. Chris Mapes, this is the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak coming to you on 740 The Fan, statewide into Minnesota, Manitoba, South Dakota.
We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with these gentlemen. I want to get into more with Dare to Stand Out, too, because it's a great organization. Back after this. You got to get up in the morning and head out to the practice range. Get up in the morning. We got some cackling people in the studio. This is uh, some fun. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show coming to you on 740 The Fan. Rock Messerschmitt, Chris Mapes, Ryan Gellner. The event is the Zebra Open on Wednesday at Maple River. Is it full? It's full, correct? Almost full? We've got room for a couple more teams. You so can, a couple more, okay. So if All there's right. uh, any last-minute uh, golfers that want to join, we have uh, room for a few more teams. So a few more days left to register, and and uh, and we're, we're off on Wednesday. And if you can't golf, we'd love to have you come out to Haggies afterwards sure. for live auction. We've got some great live auction items and uh, music and food. and. So I donated uh, one of my books, I think um, – and I'm happy to do it again. Uh, to and I and I signed it. I know you guys can't read this or something very funny. But. Ouch! Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, when you got this organization going, dare to stand out again. That's D A R E, the number two standout.org. It's uh, it, how do you get something like that off the ground? Well, it was a um, it's fast and furious. So mm-hmm. obviously, we found out my brother had passed, and really just kind of trying to put a lot of things into perspective. You know, what happened, why, you know, all these different things, that, all the different emotions. Uh, and I had a really good friend, um, actually, Josh Demel, mm-hmm. um, and Audra, um, his, his now wife. Yep. Um, he was playing in the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am in February. So we were together when we found out my brother had passed, and he came over to our place and said, you know, hey, I really want to do something for Danny in his memory. I'd like to play for him mm-hmm. uh, and wanted to see if he had a charity that he had worked with. And you know, at that point, we we're like, no, he really didn't. And Josh was like, well, set one up. Hmm. So it was kind of like, uh, all right. So um, so worked with Josh and Audra and, and obviously my wife, Kelly, and mm-hmm. had some really close friends like Ryan and, um, and some others and just figured it out. Hmm. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, at the time we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to do it. We just knew we had to do something. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, you know, it's been a little over a year now. And, you know, our lives have changed so much because of starting this organization and really kind of carrying on the legacy that he had started. Um, it's kind of helped us through that, you know, that that period of Is there a healing process here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times when um, when you have somebody close to you that passes and kind of bottling that up, it really it's harder to overcome that. So I think for us being able to talk about it, tell his story, you know, really help others uh, kind of overcome some of their their challenges as well mm-hmm. has really helped us uh, personally as well to kind of help with that mourning process. You know, Josh is one of those guys that he probably does a lot more than we ever think. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, I didn't I didn't see that on social media. I didn't know. No. No. So, you know, and no. I, that says a lot about him and Audra. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They're, you know, very close friends of ours. And it's one of those things that just wants to, you know, to, to help the or, help the community. You play Pebble Beach? I didn't. I oh, wish. You didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. He he did. I yeah. no, I was uh, able to watch it on TV with the rest okay. of us. So. Okay. No, I wasn't I haven't been invited to play Pebble Beach yet. So. I'll, I'll be out there in 2 weeks. I'm covering the US oh. Women's Open oh, cool. with um, Amy Olson. Oh, very nice. And and her um her family. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Her family golfing the tournament too. <laughs> this is the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you from Gunderson Jeweler Studio in Fargo. The tournament is the Zebra Open, the third annual. It, it, are we going to continue? We're going to continue this, right? Well, I think we will. That's the plan at this point. Yeah. So. You know what's really cool about this is that 
um, the zebra open, the date was set, all of those things. Mm-hmm. We talk and, and we get together and, and Rock more or less offers the zebra open to D2SO. And we're writing down the dates and I, I turn to Chris um, or, or I tell Chris about this tournament. And he says, well, when is it? And I say, it's, it's June 28th. And there's just this pause mm-hmm. on the end of the phone. <laughs> and Chris says, that's Danny's birthday. No way. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. Huh. And so we'll celebrate Danny's birthday on the golf course. Meant to be. With a huge fundraiser. Yep. Mm -hmm. Say, Jeff, uh, one other thing. The Fargo Park District has been a great partner on this uh, event. Um, That's kind of how we got connected. I'm on the the board of the Fargo Park District Foundation, and Ryan contacted me last fall at some point, and and, uh, we got – the Fargo Park District involved. Craig Beer, who's now the executive director of the foundation, kind of organized it with the Fargo Park District people. We brought Matt Cook in from Rose Creek, mm-hmm. and uh, and really, it's adaptive golf carts and these carts that we've got. And I'll let Chris visit talk about that a little bit. Yeah, but they're gonna they're gonna be maintained and used at the Fargo Park District courts okay. courses. I think they had one mm-hmm. uh, solo rider at the at Prairie Wood. We have now bought two or three other solo riders, and we're also going to go to an, uh, at least one or two paragolfers, which is a different higher-end golf cart, adaptive golf cart. So this has been, a, a, again, the Fargo Park District has been wonderful in this mm-hmm. whole uh, equation. So, so. so describe these carts. I know it's radio. Can you do the best you can? How do you? How, how would you describe those? Uh, so really the, the carts are they're pretty fantastic. So one thing, you know, looking back, um, my brother didn't have the opportunity to have these types of uh, this type of equipment. You know, he golfed from a wheelchair. He'd pull his wheelchair into the golf cart, drive to his ball. He'd pull his wheelchair out. He'd hit from the wheelchair and really just, mm-hmm. you know, he made do with what he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started to kind of look for areas in the community that were there were some gaps. You know, golf was a huge one of those. So, mm-hmm. and looking into different um, types of equipment that were available, this, these golf carts were one of the things that really stood out. And really, what this is, it's a single person golf cart that um, the the golf clubs are on the front on the hood, so mm-hmm. it's you know very easily accessible. Uh, the chair swivels to the side, so you can get in position. You you turn the chair to be in a, a golf you know golf position and then the chair adjusts up to more of a standing position or whatever's comfortable so so you can hit the ball yep and you you know buckle in so if there's um as far as a a disability is concerned if you have if it's just you know hard to stand up or you maybe have back or knee issues uh, you can do that you can actually use these without limbs so you don't necessarily have to have a you know a leg or a foot or you could not have either leg you know just strap into it and be able to uh, use these carts really for anything to um, you know, it, it really makes that more of a golf, um, that golf stance a little bit more natural than uh, they would otherwise. Well, it's more so. of a real golf experience. It is. I mean, yeah. And, and the carts can, can go anywhere. You you can drive them on the greens. You really? can drive them into the sand traps. You can drive, and they don't no leave kidding. marks. They're really, really cool. Yep. Wow. Who makes those? Any idea? Uh, or how do you make I mean, that's... There's there's a couple of companies I know the the solo rider is one that that we've um, bought we've got three of now that were made in Texas and the other one that that Rock had mentioned the Paragolfer which is kind of a an upper end one that's for um, those that have a little bit more disability and it makes it easier for you know those without limbs and different things like that to do it uh, that's actually made in St Paul okay so all fairly you know U S U S and local um, type things and it's um, super cool we've they're out on the course now. I don't know if we've, I mean, they're pretty, 
they're, they're pretty just, new. They're pretty new. So I don't know that anybody's even used them other than um, us at the Fargo Park District golf tournament a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And um, the looks that they got, the questions that came up regarding those, those golf carts were, uh, there's a lot of interest in it. That's so awesome. I think the next thing for us, obviously, we've got these out there. Um, currently, they're at Prairie Wood, um, but they're able to be used at any Fargo Park or Fargo Park District golf course. Mm-hmm. So with a little heads up, they'll move them to whatever course we need to. Um, but really, the thing is getting out and people using them, you know, taking care of, um, you know, just just experiencing it. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, and they pro- will be out at Maple River. Okay. Uh, Alec, matter of fact, we've talked to Alex, and I think he's going to. He's going to use one of the carts okay, while great. he's out there, yeah. and at yeah. least at least experiment with it anyway. Mm-hmm. So all proceeds uh, benefit Dare to Stand Out from, from this tournament. So, um, if somebody wants to donate to your organization, Chris, and and they can't make it out the tournament, how how best would that happen? So uh, Dare to Stand We've got a um, information about our our organization, kind of our cause. Uh, there's a donate button there as well. Um, we'd love to. You know, any kind of donations uh, are fantastic. There's contact information. Um, if there's uh, organizations that would like to help sponsor mm-hmm. uh, different events, um, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of needs, obviously, with uh, golf carts. Um, one of the things that we are um, looking to do as well is cover the the costs for those golfers and their and their uh, party as well. Yep. So I know a big thing, golf is not a cheap sport. No. And being able to, you know, break down another barrier of cost is something that we're really trying to do and, you know, make it accessible for everyone, regardless yep. if... You know, of a disability from a cost perspective, whatever it is, just being able to you know, get people out there and enjoy the game. So, you know, obviously sponsors, um, individual sponsors, corporate sponsors, um, you know, help us to achieve that. Yeah. So, And while right now Dare to Stand Out is pretty exclusively in the golf game, we will expand. And speaking of expanding, these golf carts aren't just golf carts. Uh, we're, we plan to use them for shooting sports. And, and think about a, a mobility issue where you need to get into that upright position. Mm-hmm. These golf carts can be used for that. And so we will expand into other areas. It's not just about golf, although this is a fantastic start. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank Chris you. Chris Makes, Rock, Rock Messerschmitt, and Ryan Gellner. Thanks, the the um, uh, Zebra Open this Wednesday at Maple River. I was looking for the Three Blind Mice song. I couldn't find it, so <laughs> I just had to get that dig in. Well, Chris can't be included in yeah. it. No, you right. can do one he, more he's technical yelled, rock. He's probably yelled at a few of them, but never. <laughs> more than Not once. This is the golf show. Back after this. Don't look at that brook with your sweet hook. You ain't gone in there. I put money on it, but honey, hold And we're back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. Thanks again to the Zebra Open guys. That was fun. That's fun having a, a full studio. Now we fast forward. Big event going on this weekend, the Red River Valley Amateur. It's the, I don't know, third, third or fourth annual. These guys have taken this to a new level. And so have we at Form Communications and WDY-TV. We are televising the event all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And to help us uh, describe what's going on and how we're getting this done, Stacy Anderson is the operations manager at WDAY TV. Good morning, Stacy. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Well, this is no small operation here. Uh, so I want to start with uh, what you got going and a little behind-the-scenes look at how 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 we how are we pulling this off. I mean, I'm just a little small guy on the course here. There's a lot more going on. <laughs> well, the good news is is that we have learned from the past couple of years how to better operate this thing. So I think we're gonna we're gonna put a few more 
wrinkles in this year that are going to be really cool. I think for the viewer and I think for the people who come out to watch, uh, watch the uh, golf in person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like last year, we've, we're going to have uh, eight cameras out there. Mm-hmm. Um, three of them are wireless that we'll put in and follow probably the lead groups, the, the three main uh, male groups and the one female group uh, uh, this year. And, and then we, we have the ability to, to, peel off or catch these guys at other holes and stuff too. So, uh, you know, kind of give you the complete coverage of the whole thing. Our, you know, the coverage for us starts at between noon, noon and three Friday, noon and five Saturday, noon and five Sunday. So mm-hmm. five-ish on Sunday until after the championship. So we're going to have a camera up in the alley, which has become kind of a real fan favorite up there too, Jeff, yeah, uh, right. uh, where people can watch on a big screen up there. They're, they grill some food up there and it's kind of an intersection of a lot of holes, a lot of tees, a lot of greens. So, uh, it should be pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works out for us. And, and you put Logan Campbell as the lead reporter in the alley this year, I understand. so We did. Yep. We did. We, we we needed to do a little something more than just the golf course. We're trying to give people a feel, a little flavor for what else goes on during this tournament. And, mm-hmm. and Logan's the right fit for that, and she does a great job with this on the air. So we're really looking forward to adding her on. Uh, on our golf coverage. The Red River Amateur is the brainchild of, it started with Chris Larson, the Osgood head professional, when he was at Moore Country Club, and Chris Hall, who was the assistant. Now Chris Hall is the head professional, has taken over and has taken off. And these guys did a great job with the, I, I want to say creativity, right, Stacy? I mean, this is just not a, 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 I mean, it's not the waste management open hole 16, but it, it, there's a lot of fun things going around. It's just not golf. And, and I think that's what one of the things that appeals to us as a television station, correct? There's no doubt. You know, I mean, we don't have the capabilities and neither does the course, you know, putting, you know, cranes out on the course and big high lookout points and stuff, but they've done a great job to accommodate us, making sure we know exactly where the, where the hot spots, the fun places are going to be. And, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest things they've done is increase the field. I mean, this uh, talking to some of the golfers, they're going, this is one of the most competitive fields you're going to see in any golf uh, tournament this summer. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a big name recognition guy, mm-hmm. but when I hear guys that I've, that I trust, you know, in, in my golf questions, when they tell me that, that gets me excited to cover this. Yeah. Last year's champion, Jack Dudek is a, was an NAIA first team, all American kids from California came up here. I think he's up here for the summer. I don't know if he's going to be back or not, but um, uh, Jack Dudek is a defending champion. Leah Scar, the NDSU player is a defending women's champion. So, and I've seen some pretty good women's players on in the field. I think in is pretty loaded. What is it about DAY, Stacy? You guys, I guess we have taken some. And again, I'm just a little cog and little little spoke in the wheel, if you will. But uh, you guys have taken this to new levels. How have you been able to do it? And I'm talking about just not golf. I mean, it's been state tournaments. There's been football games. Um, it, it's yep. you've taken it to another level. Yep, you know it's a, it's a commitment from from management and ownership that says we're you know if, we're, if we got them let's make sure we try to do the best we can with them and the ability for us to do uh, our technology that they that they uh, let us buy they let us uh, play with uh, mm-hmm. you know it's all those things it's the team effort bring in who you need you know what what are we going to do we're going to train guys okay where are we sending the training you know you need this amount of equipment what else is going to make this better you know. The first time you do anything, it's just you, you set the bar. You know, what can we do? Okay, well, we, you know, and my yeah. thing is always we're going to do it better than we did last year. What can we add? Maybe, you know, you get the framework. How can we, how can we dress it up a little bit more? And, 
and that's what we've done with all of our coverage. You know, we've, we've added little things. We've taken things away some people may like, but we've hopefully we've added stuff that everybody likes. You know, so it, in, in an effort just to make it more watchable and, and more entertaining, and and golf's one of those. You know, we're we're trying a few other things to uh, to uh, make it seem like it's a, a, a pretty cool event because I don't think people really sometimes get a real feel if you're not a real golf fanatic. I don't think you realize just how big this Red River Amateur Golf Tournament really is. I mean, like I said, they the, the field they have, what they've let us do, the 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 uh, mm-hmm. access they've given us to do stuff at the tournament is fantastic. So, you know, we, it's like I said, Jeff, the ability to add people, and we when we had good quality people all the time too. That's what I'm excited about. You know, you you find guys who want to make a better effort, and mm-hmm. and they step forward, and and then it's equipment, and then it's commitment, and you know, and, and, you know, we, they keep saying, Hey, you want to do this? And uh, you know, I don't know a guy who, who didn't get the TV, especially TV sports, who doesn't love doing the live stuff. Yep. You know, you know our famous last words are what could possibly go wrong. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> the last two years of this tournament, Rain. Know, the first year we <laughs> rental downpour and, and last year we had that windstorm the morning of, and oh, we're picking right. tents out of the ponds and, yep. And, you know, and resetting everything, and it just, it, you know, so I see the it's sixty percent chance a chance of rain again Saturday, Sunday. So that's that that's really exciting. Stacy Anderson, the operation man operations manager at WDY TV, the Red River Amateur on WDY Extra this weekend, uh, Saturday today. Stacy, it's, it's noon to three, and Sunday noon to five, right? So it's Friday, yep, Friday yep. noon to noon to three, and then Saturday, Sunday, yep, noon yep. to five. That's correct. I I. I as an on-course reporter, I, I figured out finally a couple things. One, you, you look at the at the network telecast, and they always know what what iron these guys have. I'm going. I'm wondering how do they do that? And I think maybe it was uh, somebody told me they go, well, what you do is you you get to know the caddy, and the caddy gives you the you know the the, the number of fingers on the iron. I go, wow, that's how that works. And so, um, so I figured that out. I was following Nate Dezeal as he was coming down 18 and. And it was, uh, I think he was within one shot or was tied or something like that. And I just, I kind of motioned and, and I got like the, the eight iron signal and, and I just, I piped in. So that, those are the little things that you learn, I think that, um, and yeah. you, you have great analysts too. I mean, you're talking about Greg McCullough and Larry Murphy with a couple of years of experience behind their belt. I can't, you know, Jeff, you're exactly right. I can't, in the sport of golf in this region, I don't know who, when you say Larry Murphy, everybody shakes their head, you know, and just understands that mm-hmm. the wealth of knowledge that he brings to the table is outstanding. And, and this year, you know, we've got, we'll have Greg and Larry in the booth, and we've got you and Chris and Matt Cook out on the course with us. We've actually added some spotters this year, Jeff. We're going to help uh, the course, uh, our course guys, you guys out there telling you, like what these guys have hit, what they're playing and stuff. So you don't, you know, you're not trying to catch up and fake you, you know, uh, fake your way through it or something until <laughs> you figure it out. So it's, you know, that's that always helps. And uh, Dom Izzo is joining the broadcast booth too. So I'm not sure how Dom's going to fit on a golf course, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to put a a closed tent around him or what. But I'm excited about what Dom's going to bring to this too. So like I said, we've upped uh, we've upped our game. This is now going to be. Uh, we're also televising on KSFL down in Sioux Falls. Oh, so, that's right. I mean, yeah. this is yeah. This has become a you know the internet and you know just not just worldwide but South Dakota too. So I mean, we're we're putting it all over statewide, North Dakota, South Dakota. So it's it's a pretty cool uh, opportunity for these guys to be seen around and and the South Dakota golfers that are going to be here. You know, people can catch them too. Yeah, and it's informed.com. It's streamed on WDO Extra, correct? So um, it was. 
multi-platforms. It's it's actually the longest running amateur tournament in the area. Started as a KX4 amateur and as yep. as um, has blossomed into what it is today. I just uh, and it's great that I mean, it's like the pine of palm. You know, you, you got to keep these things going, and they're fun to do. And 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 to make a premier event, I think TV. It just adds, doesn't it just add an extra element, Stace? Just, it, gives, it just gives it a little more oomph to it or something. I, I think it does. I mean, I think there's a little bit more uh, emphasis that goes into, it, goes into it because it's on TV. You know, there's a little bit more excitement. There's a little more prestige to it. And, uh, you know, I think the commitment that the Moorhead Country Club has put into it, uh, especially, has really upped, upped this thing, too. And that's what I think is, is, is one of the more intriguing parts of it is, is uh, Moorhead's all in. You know, yeah. their Moorhead Country Club is all in on this thing. And, and then you put it on TV, and that was a pretty good coup on their part to, to get us involved with that, too. I, you know, I think about in COVID when we did the Play It Forward, and, you know, and just That's the right. amount of people that watched that and knew that, you know, and for us, that was like one of those aha moments. Like, you know, people will watch, you know, people love live sports. You mm-hmm. know, I think Jeff, you and I talk about all the time the future yep. of local TV is, is, is local TV, and a lot of that has to do with live sports and news. You know, so we we fully vested in what we're going to do with the sports side of things and the news side of things. So, I mean, uh, uh, this having it on TV, I I I really don't know of any other that gets this kind of coverage for three straight days, maybe around here or there or a whole. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, other than the the real big boys, this is a pretty impressive uh, uh, tournament yep. for, to get to. Say thank you. I I promise I'll give you my best Roger Maltby on the course. <laughs> I appreciate. That's all we can ask for. That's right. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you for all those gems. Okay. Thank you. That's Stacey Anderson, operations manager at WDAY TV. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you statewide on 740 The Fan. Don't go away. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me and wonder if I noticed. Welcome back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan. 107.3 107.3 on the FM dial. 740thefan.com is where you can find the podcast. Uh, we have a virtual, this is like the virtual potpourri of golf knowledge and information on this show today. We started with the Zebra Open, daretostandout.org, go over to the Red River Am and WDY TV, and now we transition to a six-year-old champion golfer. Yes, six years old. His name is Henrik... LaPointe and his father, Derek LaPointe, joins us for a final segment. Good morning, Derek. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Well, this is certainly unique. I've done this show, I don't know, 20 years. I'm pretty sure I haven't talked about a (laughs) six-year-old championship golfer. Uh, How did this get going? And this was in Kansas City, this tournament. How did you hear about this and and get your son involved? Yeah, well, it's been a fun little ride. We got a uh, two boys. Henrik has just turned six here uh, at the end of April, and we have a younger one that's uh, Rasmus that's three. And Henrik's always been into into sports. Uh, mm-hmm. Can always kind of swing the golf club. So we've we've spent a lot of time and and uh, many hours at Moorhead Country Club is where we've been the last two years. And uh, ultimately, it just this was kind of the year where he felt that he could kind of hold his own and maybe try to, to actually kind of go out and, and play a couple tournaments just for fun and we were looking locally and he was a little too young for some local stuff. And we happened to get an email about us kids and us kids does, um, mm-hmm. well, local, regional state, uh, uh, national and world kind of events. And, um, 
thankfully through some just really great people around here with, you know, Chris Larson, Chris Howell, mm-hmm. uh, golf pros locally here and, and, uh, a family friend who's a golf pro down in, in Missouri as well, made some phone calls and got him in. And we, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of expectation. It was his first tournament, but, um, <laughs> just went in there and just had some fun and just had to, you know, hit the ball around and, uh, turned out to have some success, which is, which is always great too. Yep. At the tournament, was called the Midwest State Invitational, correct? In and and what, uh, what yeah, kind of course? Re- yeah, yeah. So we played it in uh, Paradise Point. So it was a uh, it's a thirty six hole course down there, just north of Kansas City. Um, and uh, yeah, they had they had the greens rolling. Let me tell you, Jeff. They uh, <laughs> they were on par, if not even quicker than probably what we'll see out at the, the Red River Amp here at MCC this uh, this weekend. So mm-hmm. they uh, double cut them, double rolled them right before the. The juniors got out there. They had the youngest was was the six and under division, all the way up to uh, fourteen and fifteen year old girls and boys. So it was a wide range of golfers from all over, um, sponsored through U.S. Kids, and yeah, just really did a good job with it. So the youngest kids they play, you know, anywhere between you know fifty to to eighty yards on par threes, between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and sixty on par fours, and hmm. between two hundred and two hundred and forty on the par fives. So. It's a uh, it's a modified track for the kids, which makes it fun and enjoyable for them as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, just a great experience overall. How far does a six year old hit a drive these days? <laughs> well, I think he uh, I think he's enjoyed playing mini hockey and following me around the hockey rink yeah, for, for yeah. a bunch of times too. So he's got a little bit of a, a slap shot release. So he's got some speed, and mm-hmm. he's been hitting it about 130 to 140 off the tee, which uh, um, can can get it out there quite a ways, which is kind of kind of fun to watch well uh, a family that golfs together stays together uh your wife lauren played at at the university of north dakota i think you played on your high school team correct and and so golf's it's important for your family it's it's something you do together yeah that's exactly right it's you know we've we've been blessed by having good families and and taking us out and and spending time on the course as kids and uh it was an easy transition with my wife lauren playing at und and you know, having a lot of knowledge of the game and granted I, I played in high school, but, uh, always in the summers after, you know, training for hockey and playing during the seasons, it was, uh, it was a nice mental release for me. So when my body kind of gave out on, on hockey, it was mm-hmm. a nice mental challenge to get back into the game. And we spend a lot of time out there. We'll, we'll go out as a, as a family, we'll walk it and, um, you know, go out and chip and putt for, for a couple hours in the evening. And, it's, it's fun when you watch kids enjoying the practice side of it because sometimes that's the, the hardest grind of it all. But, um, you know, if he keeps asking to go out and, and practice and hit balls, we're not going to say no. So it's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's great being outside and just enjoying our, our short summers that we have and just enjoying the, the outside for sure. Derek LaPointe joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you on 740 The Fan. He is the father of Henrik LaPointe, who won the six and younger division at a tournament in Kansas city. How do you teach kids that age, the etiquette of golf and, and those kind of discipline type of things? Yeah, that's the biggest thing that we've been really focusing on is just how you respect the golf course and how you respect your, your, you know, playing partners, your, your uh, staff that works out there, et cetera. And thankfully we got, we got two really great, you know, boys that, that have gotten that early, but uh, it's laying those foundational rules, no running on the greens and, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saying hi and thank you and um, waiting your turn for certain certain uh, times of it as well. So that's been the biggest thing is just keeping keeping it simple, keeping it brief, but 
always coming out there with a smile and, and talking to the staff and, um, and just understanding that it's a privilege to be on the course. And um, not many people get a chance to do that across the, the world and the country for sure. So we're, we're just extremely grateful to having one, a club at Moorhead Country Club that since the day we joined, um, you know, five years ago has been, I mean, just extremely good to junior golfers um, and families out there and um, the members, the staff, everyone comes up and, and says hi and mm-hmm. you feel welcome. And I think that's a big piece of it is that if you don't have that experience and, and you feel like you're not welcomed, you're not going to have, you know, a kid going out there and, and wanting to be out there on a daily basis yep. as well. What was the competition like uh, down in the Kansas City tournament? You get there and give a little description of what it was like for you and your son. Yeah, it was it was um, it was an eye opener. I've been told to watch a couple shows on Netflix and uh, and Amazon Prime. I think one's called The Short Game on Netflix. Uh, but the uh, there was a small field for the six and under. But uh, the the boy that we ended up playing with both times was out of St. Louis, and he had actually qualified for the World uh, Tournament in August at Pinehurst, mm-hmm. um, and uh, was a good little little player as well. Um, we put a practice round with a, a seven-year-old uh, out of Evansville, Indiana, and uh, I think he had nicer clubs than me, which was uh, which was which was pretty interesting. What, little PXGs so, or uh, what do you have? I mean, yeah, yeah we had, like there was a full set of pings and a Scotty Cameron putter in the bag. <laughs> okay. So uh, I think he asked Henrik, you know, what kind of putter do you, do you play? And I think Henrik just pulled it out of his bag and said, "I I got this one." So <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was a little bit of an eye opener, but. Um, there were some really good scores. We had, we had some weather that wasn't the greatest. We had a little bit of rain and wind down there, had a weather delay on the second day. But um, I mean, it's just amazing. Youth sports in general, the, mm-hmm. the way the kids, um, what, what opportunities these kids have to play at a high level and, and the technology and everything else. It's amazing. Just watching some of the, the shots that are hit and, um, and just the swings that they have, you know, it's not just, getting up there and happy Gilmore and it, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got a rhythm. It's got a cadence to it, which is, which is enjoyable to watch as well. What do you shoot? What kind of score? So he shot uh, 45 the first day. Um, and then he shot 46 the second day. Wow. Consistent. So he shot a total of 91. Yeah. Um, didn't find out until afterwards. Maybe this is poor planning on dad's part, but, uh, missed qualifying for the world by two shots. Mm. So, um, we got, we got a goal. I think he would like to try to get there if he can, but, the biggest thing is just enjoying it and just having fun with it as well. Before I let you go, Derek, what what do you what impresses you the most about the Moore Country Club and its youth youth program youth programs? Yeah, I I mean the biggest thing is is staff. Um, I mean, like I said, Chris Chris Larson, uh, who's now at Osgood now, mm-hmm. um, and Chris Howell, who's up at MCC right now. They were you know truly the the first uh, folks that outside of you know mom and dad and grandparents to really you know, work and, and have conversations with Henrik at the golf course. And, and now you've got uh, Zach Beal, who's an assistant pro up there. And, you know, many, you know, golfers at NDSU and just other high school golfers. And I think everybody is just a, a willing advocate to help. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, make you feel welcome. And I think that's the biggest piece of it is uh, you can go out there at any time of the day and, and feel that you can, you can be there and, and spend the time to practice. and um, and I think that's the biggest part of it is just having staff that's so dedicated to, to help and, and be willing just to, 
to have a conversation with it, whether it's a you know person in their their eighties or a person that is you know under under sixty years old, which is just so fun to see. Derek, uh, thanks for sharing your story. It's fun stuff and and it's good stuff, and uh, appreciate that. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We got long journey ahead of us, but it's uh, it's just fun to see him enjoy the game, and we're hoping that he'll just continue to to enjoy it as well. Awesome. That's Derek LaPointe from Moorhead. This is Jeff Kopak. Again, thanks to the uh, Zebra Open guys for joining us in the first part of the show, Stacy Anderson and the Red River Am, which is this weekend in at the Moorhead Country Club. Check it on WDAY Extra TV or Inform.com. And again, thanks for Derek and sharing his story. This is Jeff Kopak. Until next week, hit him straight.